guys. Welcome to the In This Together podcast. I am so hyped, like I always am, to talk to y'all on Thursdays or whatever day you're listening to this. But today is incredibly, incredibly special because we have our first international podcaster, Sean. Say hi. Hello. Hello. And Sean is actually podcasting from Switzerland today. And if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you have heard me absolutely rave and talk about the Go and Tell book. And Sean, I know you might recognize that name, Sean Braun, is actually the author of this book. And I am so excited to get to talk to him today. And Sean, would you just say, come on, say hi, tell us a little bit about what you're doing, what you're doing in life right now. Yes, absolutely. First of all, I am so honored to be on this podcast. Um, we're going to have a great time today. Uh, we are. So, yes. Um, but yeah, like you said, I am in Zurich, Switzerland. This is where I live with my wife and my, my two daughters, Bailey and Zoe. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we just love Jesus. And then so you're kind of and you were just telling me you just got back from an event because what's so cool about this book and I've talked a lot about um, this on the podcast is how it's a movement, but also it's such a cool book as a resource and like a Bible study tool. I've actually used it in a lot of our ambassador Bible studies and for Bible studies of myself. And so this book is not just something that you read and then it's done. It's something that you're actually living out right now. And I would love if you kind of talked about kind of like how you're living it out right now, because you were just in Romania, you said, um, and getting to speak to people about just evangelizing. And would you kind of explain for somebody who's maybe new to faith or, um, um, I actually honestly didn't really understand what evangelizing was till really late in my faith. So would you kind of explain to me that topic and kind of necessarily what it is? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's and that's common to a lot of people not knowing what evangelism is. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus said before he left this earth, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And then, of course, when you read that, it says right after he said this, he left the earth and um and, and so what he was saying to, to his disciples is, I am leaving a message with you. I have something I want you to share. And sharing that message is evangelism. And that message mm-hmm. is the message about Jesus. And so that's what you're doing too right now. Will you explain a little bit about how you've been doing that? Uh, we share the gospel uh, to our neighbors, to our friends, mm-hmm. to our coworkers. Um, I get invited to speak at several um evangelistic events um, throughout the month and throughout the year. And so anytime I have an opportunity to talk about Jesus to anybody, that's what I do. (laughs) You were mentioning uh, Romania. I just got back from this event in Romania. Uh Um, I preached the gospel and right after me, the concert in the stadium. What is the highlight of that trip just three days ago is when I was getting on the plane I started sharing the gospel to this young man as we were as we were, you know, going up the steps to get on the plane and just to see his heart open. At first, he was so closed. You know, he said, Mm -hmm. oh, I I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. But in that five minute period that that I had to share the gospel with him um, after five minutes, he said, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to really look more into this thing called Christianity and and I'm going to start looking into the Bible. It's all about loving Jesus long before God, way before God wants your hands. He wants your heart. Uh, Jesus wants us to know him, like to to be his friend, to know him. Uh, and once you become a friend of God, I don't know how you don't tell other people about him, about how great he is, about how wonderful he is, about how he changes our lives. And so 
uh, I'm just an ordinary guy. Nothing, <laughs> nothing special about me. Just an or- ordinary guy who loves an extraordinary Jesus. And uh, so my wife and I um, started a ministry called Ignite Europe uh, 10 years ago. And we moved from Dallas, Texas to Switzerland just to tell as many people in Europe about Jesus as possible. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. And, and, and as we were doing this, one of the things I noticed was as we would speak in churches or, or large events or just one-on-one with Christians, um, when, when we would talk about sharing our faith, most believers across Europe, and I think it's maybe a lot like this still in America, is they feel like the only two ways to communicate this gospel, this good news, is you either rent a stadium and you have this huge event like Billy Graham, or uh-huh. you you know you go on the streets and you're one of those street preachers who yeah. who goes up to every random person that you see and and you you pray for them or you you know you you share the gospel to them mm-hmm. and so when i saw this my my heart really broke because the gospel is for more than just stadiums and streets the gospel yeah. is for everyone and mm-hmm. so whenever covid hit I, we we had to stay inside of our house in switzerland and and i just said holy spirit how can we how can we share the gospel to more people? And, and in that time, I felt the Holy Spirit just say, Sean, let's write this book, Go and Tell, to encourage every believer to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And so over a period of, I don't know, six or seven months, um, I just sat down and wrote this Go and Tell book. Yeah, I'm glad it's been a blessing to many people. It has been. Oh, that is so cool. And actually, it's I love that you say that it was during COVID and just how you asked the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit told you to just encourage those people. It's kind of interesting too. I feel like sometimes whenever like beautiful things like books or beautiful, like maybe a podcast or whatever it is, they really come from like a need that you see or something that breaks your heart. And so just if somebody's listening to this right now and there's something that's maybe breaking your heart and you feel like there's a need, maybe really ask the Lord and the Holy Spirit, like, is this something that you want me to step into? You know, is this something that you want me to write about? Is this something that you want to do with me for this? Um, Because I just think that's such a beautiful posture and a lot of the way that we should be living. And so one of the biggest questions I actually got, because I asked people kind of what they wanted to ask you, and one big question before we get into really spreading the gospel and all of that, and how to really do it, is one person was asking, how do you write a whole book? And I would love to know that answer, because I find it so fascinating when I, especially when you go through a book and all the chapters are so deep and intellectual and beautiful. And I know that obviously the Holy Spirit was on you the whole time, but how was that process of writing a whole book? Because we have some people who are aspiring authors and they are maybe writing a book right now and they would just love um, to kind of hear how you actually sat down and wrote a whole book. That is a great question. Actually, (laughs) the Go and Tell book was my second book. I I wrote a small children's book first. It's called okay. The Mirror, and that came after um, uh, after I saw a, a lot of the stuff that was happening in the United States um, right after the George mm-hmm. Floyd um, beating, mm-hmm. and my heart just broke uh, for f- just for America. Uh, I'm an American, of course, living in Switzerland, and my heart broke. And mm-hmm. so I wrote this children's book, How We're All Made in the Image of God, that, that, that there's beautiful. no one better than anyone else, that... Um, whatever your skin color is, whatever your 
physical attribute is that that God has made us that way because we are his reflection on the earth. I say that because that was the first first piece, the first um, mm-hmm. book I wrote. And it was super easy book. You can find it on Amazon. It's a great children's book. There, There is a quote by a guy named Charles Spurgeon. And oh, Charles I love Spurgeon. Him. He's my favorite. He's amazing. Uh, he lived in the 1800s and, and he uh, was an amazing pastor. And he said this. He said, the way to do a great deal is to keep on doing a little. The way to do nothing at all is to be continually resolving that you will do everything. When it comes oh my to gosh, writing, that's a, powerful. yeah, when it comes to writing a book, so many people say, "Oh, I want to write a book." They aren't doing anything that's getting them any closer to writing a book. And so what I did was on my on my iPhone on the notes, um, anytime something popped in my mind in regards to evangelism, something I've learned in the last 25 years of full-time ministry, I would just add a bullet in the notes and I would write it down. And over, you know, I I actually had started writing these notes before the Lord told me to write the book. So that whenever it was time to write this book, I, I probably had 500 bullet points. And oftentimes with books, there's, they say that an average book, you, you get 80% of the information in 20% of the book. And I thought, man, I want to write a book that from cover to cover is meat. And <laughs> it definitely you, is, you know, and, and, but I also felt the Holy spirit say, um, let's spoon feed the meat. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like spoon feed, like a child, like let's spoon feed, yeah. meat. make it easy. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's what I did with this book. It just, I, I just started writing down principles and I knew where I was going with it. And, um, and I would say to any of you that are listening, who wants to write a book, just mm-hmm. open your notepad and just start writing down bullets. You don't have to yeah. write the whole book and have the whole chapter outlines and all that. Write down all the bullets, all the things you want to say, and uh-huh. then, and then print it out and just start looking to see, okay, what are themes? And then you can start grouping those themes together. And then before you know it, you already have seven or eight chapters for your book. And uh, yeah. I think I think a lot of people, they just say, hey, let's start. Let's start with our introduction and then let's just go. The last chapter I wrote in the Go and Tell book was the first chapter. And wow. and actually and actually most copies are still like the advanced copy. There's a few changes we made because even then it was a little bit. But you don't have to start with like, okay, here's my table of contents. This is how many chapters I'm going to have. You could start, you know, just with what you have in your hands and then go from there. Yeah, I actually like that you say that because something that the very first or one of the very first things I ever heard the Lord say to me was don't box me in. And I think sometimes even with like writing a book, we think we have to be like intro, you know, table of contents, this, like that, chapter one, chapter two. And then it really scares us, you know, because we're trying to do it based on maybe how we think everyone's done it or how we've seen it be normal. And I think just really realizing, you know, if like however the Lord puts it on your heart, like that's how he puts it on your heart. And, you know, you might have to reevaluate, like, do I want to do the introduction or do I want to, you know, kind of do these things? And that's something that I'm really honestly been thinking about a lot with my my own life and just writing in general is just kind of not boxing the Lord in. And so I love uh, all of that advice. And I will be take I'm taking notes on all of those <laughs> on all of that advice. And so I'll, I'll help you. Mentioned... you. Maya, okay, when you're ready I'll to write your book. <laughs> 
I will help. You. I will. I will. I will need that. You'll be like, "What in the world is this lady trying to say?" I got thoughts all over the place. So, um, but we keep on mentioning the gospel, and I probably should have asked you this the first question because I know a lot of people are believers that are listening to this, but also some people aren't, and they're very new to your faith, or even they're just listening to this to try to figure out what like faith is. And something that I would love to um, just kind of ask you is how like would you just explain to me the gospel like you did on that with that man on that plane ride because I also kind of struggle with like whenever I first meeting somebody how to like explain the gospel because there's so much you want to say and you want to say the right things and all this kind of stuff and so I would love just to honestly hear an example of I'm the guy on the plane ride and you're meeting me um how do you kind of go about that and maybe even bringing it up and just how do you explain first and foremost like the gospel to them Good news uh, in in the Bible days was the was the news that there was a new king, and mm-hmm. with that new king comes a new way of life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with this new king comes this new way of life. Now then, now then, what does that have to do anything with Jesus? And it's this: when Jesus came to the earth, he came as as earth's king as heaven's king like not he is the king of kings he he is yeah. he is the, the the king he is the 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 savior of mankind the hope of mankind so when he came to this earth he came as a king okay mm-hmm. i'm saying this for a reason just and then we'll talk about the gospel so he came jesus came as a king and and as you read the gospels matthew mark luke and john uh, you will see that everywhere he went, he talked about the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is at hand. When you pray, pray my kingdom come. What, what was he talking about? Why was he, why yeah. was he saying all this? The reason why is because he is the king, that he came to rescue the earth. Now then, what did he bring to mankind that changed everything? And it's this, Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. So he came as the king and he came to save the lost. Who, who are the lost? The lost are all of us. Mm-hmm. Like we are all lost. We are born into a broken, sinful world that was broken from Adam and Eve has been broken ever since. Uh, when Adam and Eve were on this earth, the world was perfect. But sin, it destroyed everything. It broke our world. It, it brought it brought every kind of physical problems in the world, every kind of uh, spiritual problems in the world, mental problems in the world. Sin has, has destroyed our world and it still continues to destroy our world. But the good news was when Jesus came, he came to conquer our sin and he came to pay the price for our sin. So the good news is Jesus, the King came to this earth and because of his coming, he has given us all an opportunity to have eternal life to he's mm-hmm. paid for all of our sins. How do we share this? Like, yeah, your question is, well, how do I share this? I'm walking down the street. I'm getting on the airplane on my way to Romania from Switzerland. And I told you, I shared the gospel to this, this young man. There is no specific formula that you have to use to share the gospel. Cause the gospel yeah. is again, Jesus is King. It, it is the entirety of Jesus's life. He came to this earth. He walked this earth sinless. He was uh, crucified on a cross. He was buried and he was raised again from the dead. And he is alive. 
That's the life of Jesus. What comes with the life of Jesus is that we're sinners. We all deserve death. But because Jesus died and rose from the dead, we can have eternal life. And how do we have it? By by believing in our heart, confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, by turning from our sin and following him and becoming a follower of Jesus, we are rescued. We are given eternal life. All of this is the gospel of Jesus. This is the good news. When we're talking to people, first thing to always remember, it is not our kingdom that we're building. This is, it's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about becoming famous. It's not about having big Instagram account. It's not about us. It's all 100% about Jesus. Jesus being the king and the savior of the world. That's what it's all about is him. And we are the beneficiaries of it. He came to save us. So when we communicate with people anywhere, Uh it is the gospel. And so this is why it's so important that we're filled with Holy Spirit. Um, I love, let's talk Charles Spurgeon again. Charles Spurgeon said the gospel, the, the gospel is like a lion. You don't have to, a lot of people have all these excuses. What am I going to say? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I, what if I lead someone the wrong way? You don't have to defend a lion. All you have to do is open the cage and let the lion out and he will Mm -hmm. defend himself. So, so oftentimes we're nervous. What am I going to say? What are they going to think about me? Um, Mm -hmm. Whatever the excuse is, the hardest step is that first step of just opening your mouth. And once you start opening your mouth, Holy Spirit takes over from there and, Mm -hmm. and, and helps you, you know, that's, that's why Jesus said, wait until you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And then I will give you power and you will be my witnesses. All that is the gospel. And, um, and the pressure lies in, well, aren't I supposed to like lead someone in the sinner's prayer? And mm-hmm. every single time we talk to someone, we need to be like eager and passionate mm-hmm. to lead them into this amazing relationship with this amazing, awesome, incredible Jesus who saves us. But there are times where it doesn't happen. And we have to say, it's okay. I planted a seed and God will bring someone else along who will water that seed, someone else along who will take this message to the next point because Jesus loves this person. He loves them. We we need to love the people we're talking to. Uh, Yeah, that's good. the, The gospel flies on like an airplane of truth and love. And mm-hmm. we, we have truth. Awesome. We have truth. Mm-hmm. But if all you're doing is just bringing truth, you're a sinner, you need Jesus. I mean, it's like this, <laughs> yeah. it's like a bird with one wing, just flapping, going around yeah. in circles. And at the same yeah. time, we see often in our culture today is um, we, we say, oh, we just want to love everybody, but we don't tell truth. Mm-hmm. And that's the other way. We're flapping, going in the other yeah. direction in a circle. So we-, we Gosh, need- that's so good. Yeah. And we need we need love. First of all, I want to encourage you with this. I don't just go around talking about Jesus to every single person I see. You know, if I'm getting milk at the grocery store, sometimes my wife is like, Sean, we need to get some milk, get some milk at the grocery store. And I go to the grocery store, I get milk and I come home 
and I didn't tell anyone about Jesus. I wish mm -hmm. I would tell absolutely every single person, but uh -huh. I'm not even there yet. So there's so uh -huh. I, I have a long ways to go. I, I want to first be their friend. I, I want I want to yeah. just be their friend. There's a book that was written years ago. I believe it was in like 1938, I think. Um, it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Uh, if you want to be a friend of somebody, speak on the terms that interest that person. So uh, when I was getting on the plane in Romania, the first thing I saw was this guy's backpack. And I said, oh, man, cool backpack. And he's like, mm -hmm. you know, at first he's like, you know, what are you, what are you talking to me for? And he's like, he's like, oh, thanks, man. I said, yeah, it's a really cool backpack, bro. That's awesome. Where'd you get this at? And he starts telling me where he got it. And I'm like, that is, that is really cool. Do you like, do you like North Face? Yeah, I, I, I like oh, yeah. North Face. Do you hike? Yes, I hike. Oh, oh, mm -hmm. cool. Have you ever been to Switzerland? You know, yeah, of course. We're flying out of Switzerland. Of course I've been to Switzerland. Oh, yeah, duh. Um, and so we're, we're just having really small talk. But my goal is I am looking for any open door that I can share the gospel. And so something came up about this guy was not a believer. Something came up about about dead people. I don't remember what it was. He mentioned something. I was like, OK, that's weird. But I realized, oh, man, perfect, perfect. This is perfect. So I said, yeah. I said, hey, have you ever heard the crazy story whenever Jesus raised the guy from the dead? And he's like, what? And I said, yeah, yeah, there, there's a story in the Bible. Um, Jesus. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. And so I just mentioned Jesus raised this guy Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus answered that call and he came out of the grave and he had like grave clothes on. The grave clothes was on his on his face and the grave clothes was wrapped around his legs. And he, he came wobbling out of this grave. And I said, isn't that amazing? And he looked at me like I never heard this before. And I and, and I could tell and I said, don't you know Jesus is is life? And uh -huh. at this at this point, he's just staring at me like, but he's listening to me. And I said, uh -huh. I, I said, that's amazing, right? He's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh -huh. and then I then I knew at this point, this is the perfect thing. I said, you know, this is really what Jesus does for all of us. And I said, oh, by the way, you know Jesus is alive, right? Because uh -huh. Jesus being alive changes everything. Whenever you uh, whenever you read in the book of Acts, every time Paul's preaching, he's preaching Jesus was crucified or Jesus lived the earth. Jesus was crucified. When he gets to the place that says that he says Jesus rose from the dead, that's when the people are like, whoa, you know. Um, uh -huh. And so I told him, I said, yeah, Jesus rose from the dead. And you know what he does for all of us? He makes that dead person inside of us come alive. Wow. And, so cool. and he's like, huh? And I said, yeah, that's why Jesus came. He came to, to make us come alive. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And all Lazarus had to do was he just needed to answer Jesus and come out of that tomb. I said, he could have stayed in the tomb, but he answered Jesus and he came out of that tomb, even with all of his grave clothes on and wrapped around his head and his feet, all the junk that's wrapped on him. He just answered Jesus and he came alive. And, I, and, and at this point, I have his full attention. And I said, I, I wish I remember his name. Let's just say his name was Chris. And I said, Chris, uh -huh. I said, this is what Jesus wants to do for you. He's asking uh -huh. you, can I make you come alive? But Chris, you have to say yes. Just like Lazarus, you have to say yes. And if you say yes to Jesus and 
he will make you come alive and you follow him like Lazarus did out of that tomb and you follow him. And you know what he'll do? He'll take off all the grave clothes off of you, all the pornography, all the alcoholism, all the junk that's wrapped itself around you. This is what Jesus does. And then wow. I said, I am a witness of this. I said, Jesus made me come alive. I said, Chris, I'm, cool, yeah. you know, and I, I was just like, I'm an ordinary guy just like you, Chris. There's nothing great about me. I'm, I'm just a guy. But Jesus, the Savior, the King of the world who's alive lives in me because I said yes to him. And I said, Chris, yeah. all you have to do is say yes and follow him. And he'll, he will clean you up and he will he will do something great with your life, man. And not only that, I mean, and I told him, I said, he is life. And I, I, I always try to make it clear that Jesus is not, he did not come to make our lives better. You don't follow yeah. Jesus because, oh, my life's going to be great. You're going to have troubles. Jesus said, you're going to have pain. The word witness means martyr. I mean, I, I try to always mention to him, to whoever, that Jesus came that we can have life today and eternal life. And without him, we, we're, we are dead. We are dead in our yeah. sins. We're, there's a verse in the Bible in Matthew where Jesus says, he looked at the Pharisees and the Sadducees and he said, you are like, you are like um, a whitewashed tomb. You're like a, you're like a, a coffin. You look so good on the outside, but the inside you're dead. And wow. without Jesus, all of us, are like walking coffins everywhere, anywhere you go, go to the mall, drive your car, watch people walk down the street. Everyone, everyone, we're all without Jesus. We're walking coffins. We look Mm -hmm. so good. Nice clothes, nice this, nice that, great personality, funny, happy, whatever on the outside, Mm -hmm. but inside we're dead. And without Christ, we live a dead life. No, I'm loving it. I wish you could see how big, my smile has been listening to that because I think whenever you're talking about when you're just going through your conversation with him and then you told him about Lazarus, you're like, Oh, did you hear, you know, that like Jesus rose him from the, from the dead. I think that we forget so much that like these stories, like the, the things written in the Bible, those actually happened, you know, like those yes. actually happen yes. and their history that we can literally tell someone about, like, not only are we obviously like saving them, like hoping to save, like hoping that the Lord will save them spiritually and that he'll give them new life. But also we're talking about history. So if it's something that kind of, I feel like that was such a beautiful way. And I'm so glad that I asked you that because I feel like also too, it shows the importance of knowing the word of God. Like we emphasize so much on this podcast and like really try and help everyone like get to know the word of God and, and how to read the Bible and all these different things. And it's something I'm so passionate about because like that, because of that reason you said right there, like not only is, I think sometimes it's really easy to, when we talk about like reading the Bible that we're trying to do it for ourselves, you know, like to see Lord, what purpose do you have for my life? Well, and all these different things, what do you want me to do today? All these different things, which is so, so beautiful. But I think a big, big part about knowing the word of God 
is that when we're in situations like this to actually be able to like recall it and tell people about it, you know? Oh my gosh. Like, I think that that just encouraged me so much to like want to know the word of God so much more. So that way I can hear these stories and maybe someone mentioned something about like having it all, you know, and then you talk about Saul and then you talk about jealousy with, you know, him versus King David and all these different things. Uh, that's really in my mind because I've been reading first Samuel and second Samuel, but I think it's just so cool how we kind of sometimes try to read the Bible just for ourselves. And I think that whenever you put it in perspective like that, my smile just got so big because I was like, that's also why we read the Bible, you know, is to be able to share that with people. So thank you. That is the coolest thing. And I love how you did that. I, that I feel like is going to encourage so many people and just also just being able to be like, you don't have to maybe be like, Oh, do you know, do you know about Jesus? But like just the straightaway question, you know, I think that's so important. It's like really getting to know somebody and love someone. I love that you said that it's love and truth. And it's funny because our um, mission is to spread love, truth, and light. And so it's so cool. I've never heard anyone say that before. So when you said that, I was just like, how cool is it that with love and truth, you know, you're spreading light when you have those things together. So um, I never knew that. So you kind of just opened my eyes to the part of our mission, like the, our mission actually, and how the Lord kind of gave that to me. And you just kind of spoke it in um, a little bit more understanding than I thought I already did in that. So that was kind of a cool moment for me too. Um, but I would love, so I know that some of the people that you probably talk to on the planes, um, I have some friends and I absolutely love these people so much. And I am trying to share the gospel with them and share um, the good news. And so how for somebody who maybe because of we were talking about it on Bible study the other day and we were talking about how maybe you have people in your life that are really closed off to knowing the Lord and they're either atheist or agnostic and um, so they just really are completely like they don't want to hear anything of it. And how when situations like that, do you kind of stay um, like loving on them and encouraging, you know, and not kind of get disheartened? Again, like I said earlier, this is not my kingdom. This is yeah. not my gospel. This is the gospel, the good news of Jesus. Um, and so what I always remind myself, they're not rejecting me. They're rejecting yeah. Jesus. And that really helps me a lot because yeah. I, all I am is the messenger. It's like when you order pizza and the pizza guy comes to your house uh, I mean, if the pizza's good or bad, you often don't get angry at the pizza guy. You get mad at the company or you you enjoy the yeah. pizza. And if the pizza's good, you're not like, wow, that pizza delivery guy. I mean, come on. No, it's um I, we we are we are That's a very we, humbling that's a very humbling way to put it. I think I honestly love that you said that cuz I think that so much of evangelizing or sharing the gospel, we make it so much about us when really we're just the delivery guy. I love that. Yeah, you know, when, when I was walking out of my house on Saturday, um, Im imagine I'm walking out of my house on Saturday and my neighbor is sitting in his front yard. He said, Sean, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to tell people about Jesus. My neighbor, I've told him the gospel countless times. He looked at me, said some very vulgar words and laughed and said, well, that's cool, man. I hope everyone listens to you. And he just laughed and and he said, how many people will be there? And I told him it was in a large uh, arena stadium. And he, and he was like, wow, you know, blank, blank. That's amazing. Do you get nervous? And I said, not really. I'm talking about Jesus. He's the king of the world. He helps me. And he's like, well, oh. you know, 
And yeah. I, I just looked at him and I said, bro, I said, Jesus loves you too, man. And, uh, and I love you. And I just said, I love uh, you. And I smiled and I walked off in a good way. Not uh, like he's rejected me for three years. I tell him the same thing over and over. And he rejects the message for three years, but I love okay. him. Jesus said, wait until you're filled with the Holy Spirit and, and he will give you power and you will be my witnesses. Okay. Mm-hmm. You will be, my, it doesn't say you will be, you will witness. It mm-hmm. says you will be my witnesses. We often say, Hey, I'm going out witnessing, you know, because <laughs> we get it from this verse in Acts. But the reality is Jesus said, you will be my witnesses. And so yeah. if you saw, if you saw a car wreck and someone got really badly injured and it goes to court and you saw it, they would say, okay, Maya, um, come up to the, the stand. Um, tell us what you have witnessed. And you talk about what you witnessed. Well, the car was coming here. The car was coming there. And I saw them two hit. And the jury said, or the people in the audience, they're like, no way, that didn't happen. I'm just a witness to what happened. I I mean, you can Mm -hmm. believe anything you want, but I know know what the truth, I know what I saw. I know what I've Uh seen. Okay, so when I'm speaking to someone and they fully reject me, and and it happens often, I mean, it's, Uh it happens as much or more than people are like, what must I do to be saved? You know, yes. more, more than that is people are just like, dude, you're crazy. But yeah. I am a witness that yeah. Jesus, the savior of the world has rescued me. He has kissed me. He has, mm-hmm. I have, I have felt the love of God, the hug of Jesus. He is my savior. He is my lover. He is my king. And if you want to roll your eyes at me, I'm sorry, but I can only tell you what I've witnessed. And that's mm-hmm. what the Holy Spirit does. He gives you power. He not only saves us, mm-hmm. but for God so loves the world that he gave his son. And the price yeah. of every human being is the price of his son's blood, Jesus. And I am valuable to God. You are valuable. All of you listening on this podcast, you are all so valuable to Jesus that he Mm -hmm. that God gave his son for you. That is the price for your life. And I I want everyone. I want everyone to know him. When people reject us. They're not rejecting us. They're rejecting Jesus. That whenever you're talking about going back to that story about your neighbor and I love how you said it was three, it's been three years and he's still rejecting you, still just doesn't want anything to do with it. And I think that that is something that is really important for people to hear because I feel like even me in my own life, there have been people that I am loving on and loving on and sharing the gospel and sharing the gospel for, I mean, years, like it feels like my whole life, you know, and they haven't received it. And I think the most, one of the most important parts, and you talk about this a little bit in your book about how people are not too far gone is to not give up. I think that like, imagine, I imagined me back when I was in college making all these stupid mistakes and not really following the Lord and all the things and uh, how horrible it would have been if like the people that were around me that loved me that knew I weren't doing, wasn't doing like following the Lord, if they just gave up on me, you know, that's definitely not the way that they're going to find that I was going to find God. And so I think that that was something that whenever you're saying that, it just really reminded me of is that it's okay, you know, to keep going, to keep going and to be rejected and to be rejected 
and it's okay if you don't see it with your own eyes, you know, like you might, me and you, like you might not ever see him come to know the Lord, but you're doing what you're supposed to as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, as a witness, you know, like that's, that's your job and you've done it, you know, and that is what at the end of the day is it's him coming to know the Lord. That's between him and Jesus. And I think that even with my friends and some of my family, you know, it's like, I'm going to try and I'm going to love them and love them. And I might not ever see it, but I know that I would much rather die, not to get morbid on anyone, but like, I would much rather die knowing I tried everything that I could, you know, rather than die knowing that I gave up. And so, um, I don't know, that's just something that really kind of spoke to me whenever you're saying that, because it's something just to kind of realize, maybe I know that a lot of people have people in their life that maybe don't really know the Lord and it can be really frustrating and we could almost be like, well, I'm just going to stop or I'm just going to like, you know, I'm just, I can't do this anymore or is something wrong with me or I'm not doing a good enough job. And that the reality is it has nothing to do with you. That's their heart with the Lord, you know? And um, I just think that's an important thing to point out for somebody who's maybe wrestling with that. So I really yeah. like that you said that and that even that you have had multiple situations um, and scenarios with it. And I think I love that you keep on pointing out that you're ordinary <laughs> because <laughs> I think that that is something that and you talk about how you're ordinary, but you also talk about how and when you, one of the parts about how like the Lord like changed you and how the Lord like gave you life. And I think that that's an important part to share about whenever you're talking about the gospel, when you're going and telling is not just saying like, it's obviously talking about Jesus, but you also have a personal testimony, you know, like you have been set free by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And I really believe that that is something to share as well, you know, and maybe you see somebody who's struggling in college and be like, are you struggling with your roommates too? You know, like I was really struggling with that. And they're like, oh, well, how'd you get over it? And it's like, well, actually, I started following the Lord. And then, like, my issues didn't go away, but I knew how to handle them better, you know? Um, different aspects like that and talking about just the conversations with the Lord. So I absolutely love that. And I know I have one last question for you because yes. I know that we have – I have definitely just quizzed you. And thank you seriously so much because I really feel this is going to help a lot of people. And I needed to hear this. You really helped me, too, um, because – I feel like this, this is actually not the question I was going to ask you, but this just came to my heart. And so I know I need to say it, but something that I was really um, convicted of recently was I was with some friends and we were talking about um, just kind of like evangelism, like talking to somebody on the plane about Jesus and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, you know, and one of me and my friend were like, you know, I don't really know if I could do that. You know, it's just not really like my personality. Like, I don't want to maybe offend anyone. I don't want to kind of just like step on toes or whatever. And one of my friend, my friend looked at me and she was, this is so awesome of her. And I'm so glad she did this, but she was like, just because like, you feel like that maybe might not be your personality doesn't give you a pass on not doing it. She was like, you're actually called to do that. And I was like, wow, that was so good. And you're so right. And she said it very lovingly. And I just, from then on, I was, it really made me realize like, you're not, you know, you're right. Like I am called to do that. And so um, for the person who maybe feels like, oh, that's just not for me, or that's just not something that I'm called to do. Uh, would you kind of speak to that for a second? Yeah, we are all called to share the good news of Jesus. Every single yeah. person. And you say, well, doesn't the Bible say that God gives to the church evangelist? And it does say that. But he says, um, 
God has given to the church evangelist to equip everyone in the church to do the work of ministry, to share the gospel. And so um, I may have a gift of evangelism, but it's not for me to to rent a stadium and and tell everyone about Jesus. That's that that is part that's that's who I am. Um, But -hmm. he's given me a gift to help equip all the believers so that we all can share the good news of Jesus. And that news is good news. It really is good news. And um, so we're all called to share. And you say, well, it's not my personality. It it is your personality. Now then, how you do it, God is not looking for us to be copies. I mean, yeah, God God doesn't want us to be an echo. He wants us to be a voice. And so the way you share this good news could look vastly different than the way someone else could. For example, Mm -hmm. you sharing the good news of Jesus may not be, you know, getting on a plane and sharing, you know, one-on-one with the person. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe you're a a, a writer and you want to write a poem and you put it on Instagram. It sounds so weird, but you're like, I want what can I do? Maybe, maybe you're an artist. Maybe it's painting a picture. Um, yeah. That, that that picture preaches the gospel. I, I don't know whatever it is, but you don't have to be an echo. You, God wants you to be a voice and he wants to use your voice. Yeah. And here's my, I guess, my charge for you, Maya, and all of you watching. This is our moment in history. Mm-hmm. You don't get tomorrow back. You don't get next week, next month, next year back. It's it's spent, it's over, and it's done. And I'm only 44. I'm still pretty young, but life is starting to go fast. And before you know it, it's going to be over. Yeah. And what really matters? What matters? Does it is it all is life all about being rich? Is it all about being famous? Is it all about um, you know whatever the things are that 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 you really want to do with your life on this earth, or when it when it's all boiled down to the, 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 the basics, what is it about? It's about people knowing Jesus. That one day, one day it's over, and then we stand before Jesus. Nothing else is going to matter at that point. And so this is your moment in history. This is your time. Let people make fun of you. Let people talk bad about you, whatever. But share the good news. Let them know Jesus is alive. He loves them. He came to rescue them. And even though on the outside they may reject you, on the inside, the Bible says that he has written his law on our heart. And there's something about what you're saying that will echo in their heart the rest of their life. The word of God is living. It's alive. And when you mention Jesus, you never fail. You have not failed. You have not failed. You can't walk away from a time that you mentioned Jesus where you say, oh, man, I really screwed that one up. I am such a loser, such a failure. That never happens. Anytime you mention Jesus, you have deposited a living word in that person's soul. And it never dies. It echoes all throughout their body until they until they die. And so, um, man, just share the gospel with everyone, you know, yeah. And, and let him use you. You were born for such a time as this, when God was thinking about who he, who he wanted to reach Miami, who he wanted to reach Mm -hmm. New York or whoever, wherever you live and the, the back sticks of Oklahoma, wherever you're um, listening from, when God said, who 
can I use to share this good news in that little remote town in Oklahoma? He chose you and he said, you are my person and you were born for such a moment and for such a time as this. Yeah, that's actually funny because I was looking like kind of running through your book before we got on and that is actually one of the parts that it stopped like that I was like reading was that it was just talking about how like you were born for such a time as this, like this is your moment in history that the Lord had, knew that you were going to be here and it, that was on purpose. And so it's kind of funny that that was so that you, what you went back to because that was just a cool moment. So, and I know I said I was done, but I actually, while you're talking, I had something else because I love a lot of this. We talk about just evangelizing in all the different ways. And I love how you mentioned it could be art. It could be books. It could be, and for you, it's been, um, you mentioned earlier that you've started this, uh, I guess, organization would be the right word, maybe uh, Ignite Europe. And I would love to kind of hear you are someone who now is like preaching the good news through Ignite Europe and you're going different places. And some people are listening and they're like, gosh, like, I just want to know how to do that. Like, they're like, I know that that is something that I want to do and I want to like be preaching and I want like, that's a gift that the Lord's given me. And like, I would love to know how to do that. And so I would love if you just kind of, I don't know if you want to talk about how your experience with it and just kind of how you even got started. I would love to know because I think that's pretty awesome. And honestly, I have the same question. No one in the Bible, nobody in the Bible ever set out to be great. They mm -hmm. set out to be faithful. And for that's some good. of them, greatness was the result. I love that. And so my, my encouragement is to be faithful with what is right in front of you. Be faithful, be faithful. Um, I gave my life to Jesus whenever I was um, 15 years old in high school. I, I, I had no mentors. I didn't know what to do. I really did not know what to do. And so um, I just started carrying my Bible in my high school, which to me was ultra radical. Um, you know, I remember carrying my, like I had my backpack on, I played football, you know, and I went from like cool to like feeling like a dork overnight because I, I, I would have, I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to be faithful. And I've no, and I've noticed with my life, how God has really directed my steps and they all came from just one faithful step and then the next faithful step. And then the next faithful step. And as I've been faithful, Amen, yeah. I look back and say, wow, you know, like when I walked on the stage in this big stadium on Saturday, on, on Sunday or Saturday, it was Saturday night, on Saturday night. Um, if you would have told me 30 years ago that that's what I would be doing, I, I would have laughed at you. I don't like public speaking. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not the greatest communicator in the world. I, I never would have thought this, but mm -hmm. over time, faithful steps, faithful steps, you know, I became a youth pastor and, and the Lord taught me how to, to speak to teenagers and, and, and make difficult uh, um, conversations simple, how to simplify mm -hmm. my preaching. And then from there, I went to work for professional athletes and I worked in, with NFL football teams. And when I would speak in a chapel or, or for the arena football teams, I was with men and I, I learned how to be tough, you know, how to have yeah. these big athletes laugh at you when you're preaching and, and, you know, make fun of you and know that they could just rip you apart in any moment. 
and at the same time be brave. And I say, okay. And, and then from there going to, I was on staff at Gateway Church in Dallas and I was the dean of their university and uh, really learned how to, 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 to take the Bible from an, uh, from a, uh, like a seminary angle and make sure you're preaching truth and not just cultural things. And, and then yeah. you just see how all that starts accumulating to now you're standing in a stadium preaching solid biblical message, brave and bold, and at the same time making it simple where many people in the stadiums waving their hands for salvation. And it doesn't yeah. happen. That doesn't happen overnight. It happens with just so faithful true. steps, faithful steps, yeah. faithful steps. And, and it's the That's same true. with evangelism. You say, oh, I want to just see everyone come to Jesus. But the first faithful step is just to someone anyone go to a stranger my first the first time i started evangelizing i went to nursing homes mm -hmm. but it was just faithful steps and yeah. over time you you, you learn what you're mm -hmm. comfortable with uh there's so many resources and tools to share the gospel and many of them i i don't feel comfortable using but they're good mm -hmm. tools and so i've learned over yeah. time that yeah that just isn't my way i have a different way mm -hmm. um there's no right or wrong way. If there was a right or wrong way, we would read Romans chapter one. Okay, this is the proper way to share Jesus to every single person. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There is no right way. Um, there is a wrong way. And that is not talking about Jesus and how we are lost in need of a savior. But how we communicate that, there's no wrong way. Yeah, no, I love that you said that. And I think, too, you kind of hit the nail on the head that there's so many different ways. Because think about it, there's so many different people with all these different personalities that the Lord knew, you know, different desires, different backgrounds. So there are so many different ways to share the good news. And so I think that and also just to get on the path that the Lord has for you. And I think that's cool. That you said it's not like an overnight. I feel like even with me and just my life the past like two years of getting to be able to like speak and be able to kind of bring communities together or whatever it is I've it kind of all comes from trial and error you know but I think that the biggest thing is that everyone's so scared to trial and because everyone's so afraid to err and I think that with the Lord you really don't have failure because even the times where I've gone and I've spoken I'm like oh I did not like that and that was not good I learned, hey, Maya, don't do that again. You know, don't do not do that again next time you go somewhere. And I think it's just so important. And so I, I love how the story, and I think it's cool too, how um, whenever you're talking about like how all the different places you've been, because obviously you were, you said you were in Dallas, you're helping with, I know in your book, you mentioned, I believe it was the Dallas Cowboys, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys. We're big Cowboys fans, so that was that was a good, fun thing to read. But uh, and you've been all these different places, and now like, who knew that you would be in Europe and Switzerland? You know, and I think that's something that's really cool is that the Lord and all these different. It's, that's why it's so important to be faithful with where you are. Like, I remember in high school, I worked at a surf shop. This is going to sound so silly to some of y'all, but this is this is how cool it is, and this is what the importance of being faithful. And call it in high school, I worked at a surf shop for four years absolutely loved it so much and I was going to school to be pre-med and I thought I was going to go be a doctor and basically do doctors without borders which is basically just be like a missions doctor and I thought that but whenever I had that job at the surf shop I, I loved it I just was like always 
whatever my boss had for me to do, I did it. I did it well, as hard as I could. Um, and I just was faithful there and had no idea. Like I had no, I, I honestly was just doing it because I love my boss and I love the people I was around. And, um, I just wanted to be faithful and just, uh, I just wanted to be a good employee for him. And later on down the road, like I would, my sophomore year of college accidentally start a business. And so much that I learned from being faithful where I was at that surf shop is actually come to play out in my business. And honestly, that's the only business education I really had. And I just think it's so cool how God knew he gave me that job. He knew I would have that job later on down the road. I would learn, I would know all these things for business and I would also not know a lot but it was just so cool. And so I think that that's probably one of the most important, important things that um, you can do is just being faithful with where you're at. And so wherever you are today, I hope that you would just see and hear from all the different things that we just talked about and whatever the Lord's put on your heart is just being faithful with where you're at. If it, whether it's sharing the good news, someone on a plane right now, or you're about to go to class or you're about to go to work or what, however it is, just being faithful with where you're at. And so thank you so much, Sean. I really have loved talking and this has been so awesome. And this has been quite a long one. So I'm so, I could definitely be listening back to this one over and over again. And it really helped me a lot in my own faith and just knowing how to better spread the good news and realizing that the best way to spread it is just to spread it, is just to go and tell, um, obviously with truth and love. So that's the coolest thing ever. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us and just to encourage us. And we really appreciate it. And I might have to have you back on so we can talk about all that Ignite Europe's doing and all the cool things. And I know that if you're somebody who's just interested, because I'm interested and I can't wait to go look into all of it, um, but I'll put all of his information in the show notes so you can see more about Ignite Europe and uh, shout out to Janelle too. Um, she's awesome. She's been working with him and I'll put her information there too, because she's so easy and um, awesome to talk to as well. Um, so anyways, thank you so much, Sean. I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Is there any last piece of advice that you want to say before you get off? there's not Maya. it has been an honor to be on this show and i am i am here to help you guys any of any of you listening uh if if you want help we are here to help you um to share the gospel through um yeah. our go and tell movements we do go and tell uh movements around around the world we do them in america as well i think we have one oh, in cool. McKinney. i didn't know that yeah didn't we have explain. we have one in mckinney texas um in july july 23rd um, okay, awesome. So all that to say, yes, just uh, just trust Jesus. You can trust your unknown future to a known God, and he knows what's best yeah. for you. Trust him, follow him, and just let him use you in an amazing way. So awesome. We are all some ordinary people just ready to be used. Oh, wait, one last thing that yeah. when you said that, there is this one verse that actually um, one of my friends had just said to me. And she was saying, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was the harvest is great, but the har the harvesters are few. Like the harvest mm. is many, but the is plenty. 
but the harvests are few. And so I think that honestly, too, sometimes y'all could, we could be surprised what God will do when we're just faithful. You know, he just wants people who are faithful. And um, I just thought that was a cool aspect. And so I wanted to share that, throw that in there before we headed out. But thank you so much. And and if you are not going to Life Retreat, that July 23rd is right during Life Retreat. And if you live in Texas, that would be such a fun thing to go to. Um, so y'all should definitely go check it out and say, I get to say hi to Sean and his team. They're awesome. So it's been a joy to work with you and a joy to have you on this call. I hope you have the best rest of your day, Sean. And thank y'all all for listening. Thank you.